Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. There was an attempt in Iconium by both the Gentiles and the Jews, together with their leaders, to attack and stone Paul and Barnabas. They realized it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding countryside where they continued to proclaim the good news. At Lystra there was a crippled man lame from birth who had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, who looked intently at him, saw that he had the faith to be healed, and called out in a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. He jumped up and began to walk about. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they cried out in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in human form. They called Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, for he, together with the people, intended to offer sacrifice. The apostles, Barnabas and Paul, tore their garments when they heard this and rushed out into the crowd shouting, Men, why are you doing this? We are of the same nature as you, human beings. We proclaim to you good news that you should turn from these idols to the living God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all Gentiles to go their own ways. Yet in bestowing his goodness, he did not leave himself without witness, for he gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons and filled you with nourishment and gladness for your hearts. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the crowds from offering sacrifice to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give the glory. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give the glory. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. Because of your mercy, because of your truth, why should the pagans say, where is their God? Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give the glory. Our God is in heaven. Whatever he wills, he does. Their idols are silver and gold, the handiwork of men. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give the glory. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Heaven is the heaven of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give the glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Judas, not the Iscariot, said to him, Master, then what happened that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? 
Jesus answered and said to him, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The people of Lyconia, who thought Paul and Barnabas were gods in human form, were wrong, of course, seriously wrong. But there's always a grain of truth in these heresies and falsehoods. God indeed had come in human form, divine and human he was in Jesus Christ, and this was the God-made man that Paul and Barnabas were preaching about. What the Lyconians missed, or what you might say gave them an opportunity to misinterpret what was going on, is in fact reflected in what Jesus tells us here, this great gift that he gives us of the Holy Spirit. In other words... Paul and Barnabas were indeed performing miracles. They performed a miracle right before the eyes of these people precisely because the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, promised by Jesus at the Last Supper, as we hear in this Gospel passage, was given to them. That Spirit is given to us. That Spirit makes us partakers in the divine nature, when Jesus took our humanity upon himself, it was for the purpose then of being able to share with us his divinity. So we are partakers of the divine nature. We remain human persons. Jesus was a divine person who had a human nature. We are human persons who have a human nature, but also share in the divine nature by baptism, by faith, by the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit fills us as he filled Paul and Barnabas, and we are able to do great works. We are able to make the world pay heed, make them indeed marvel at the signs and wonders that they see. But these are signs and wonders that are meant to lead people to worship Jesus, not to worship the messenger. And this indeed, Paul and Barnabas had to go out of their way to make clear to them. Not to us, Lord, not to us, the psalm says, but to your name give the glory. You know, you sometimes hear me say that I coordinate meetings of national pro-life leaders and we come together every quarter. The name of our meeting is the 115 Forum. That's named after this psalm, 115, to set us on the path of humility, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give the glory. That's Psalm 115. So when leaders meet, leaders in the pro-life movement, some of us having a great platform and being often in the spotlight, we are trying to do what Paul and Barnabas did, 
They saved lives. They improved lives. They made this crippled man who had never walked stand up and jump around. We save lives, the unborn that are sentenced to death by abortion. But people are not to mistake whom to give the glory to. It is the one risen from the dead who gives life, whose mission is to bestow life more abundantly, and who gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the advocate, because the Spirit is our advocate in heaven. Going before the Father in the name of the Son, advocating for us, the Father looking at us now through the lens of the Son's suffering, death, and resurrection, His atonement for our sins, His eagerness to save us, and saying, Father, do not condemn them, but rather raise them up, that where Christ is, they also may be. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, our other advocate, because Christ Jesus Himself is our primary advocate in the presence of the Father. So we have the Son and the Spirit advocating for the, to the Father. And if the Spirit fills us, doesn't He make us advocates? We are able to advocate for sinners, to intercede. We are able to advocate for those who cannot speak for themselves, first among whom are those youngest children, our youngest brothers and sisters in the human family. Who are they? The children yet in the womb. The Holy Spirit reminds us of that. The Holy Spirit, furthermore, Jesus said, will remind you of all that I told you. Notice, he doesn't say he will contradict it or change it. He will remind us of what Jesus told us. Why? Because as Jesus said, he does not speak on his own. He speaks what he hears from the Father. So there is a complete consistency, a complete unity of the teachings from the Father, from the Son, and from the Holy Spirit. They each teach, and it's all the same message. Why? Because they are the same God. Three distinct persons, but the same God. The Father is reflected in the Son. The Son speaks what he hears from the Father. The Spirit reminds us of everything the Son said. Don't let anyone ever tell you, oh, the Holy Spirit inspired me to do something different than what Jesus' teachings are that have been handed on to us. We have false prophets in our midst. Some call themselves Father. Some dress like I do. We have false prophets in our midst who are trying to jettison some aspects of the teaching that has been handed on to us and even saying that it is silly to think that there is a teaching that has been handed on to us. False prophets, let them be anathema. Paul said, even if an angel from heaven appeared to preaching a different gospel, let him be anathema. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he proceeds from the Father and the Son, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. One of the things the Spirit helps us to do is to see things from God's perspective things including human life. The Spirit helps us to see the sanctity of life. The Spirit helps us to appreciate the dignity and value of the unborn and of everyone. The Holy
Holy Spirit makes us pro-life. He is the creator. The Father, of course, is the creator. The Son is the creator. The Spirit is the creator. Come Holy Ghost, creator blessed, we sing. You see, everything God does outside of himself is actually done by all three persons, again, because it's one power, one God. I recently wrote a prayer booklet, In the Power of His Spirit, Invoking the Holy Spirit to End Abortion. And these prayers bring out all these different aspects of the Holy Spirit and apply those teachings to our duty to protect the unborn. So he's creator. He also illumines us, not only about the sanctity of life, he illumines our hearts and minds about our own sins. So those who are advocating abortion are sinning. The Holy Spirit will illumine them about their sins. Joe Biden, you are committing grave evil by advocating abortion. Nancy Pelosi, you are committing grave evil by advocating abortion. You need to invoke the Holy Spirit to show you your sin, to show you the evil that you're doing, to shut your mouth about how devout a Catholic you think you are, and to start opening your mouth for the sake of the vulnerable unborn children that you have been helping to destroy. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He enlightens our minds. He enlightens our hearts. He makes us realize that maybe something we said before was good, was okay, actually was evil and wrong, and helps us to turn around with that repentance in Greek, metanoia, a change of the mind, an about-face the Holy Spirit is about, about faces. When we're on the path of error and evil, he turns us around. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us this gift. As we said in the opening prayer, as we make our way, as we make our way to our eternal destiny, the Lord gives us all kinds of gifts. Primary among them is the Holy Spirit. You know, in the Gospels, the Lord says, I want to give you gifts. What father, if his son asks for an egg, would give him a snake? How much more will your father give good gifts, one reading of that passage says, to those who ask him. And in Luke, he says, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Because the Holy Spirit is the greatest, the greatest of those gifts. Come, Spirit of life. Transform our world, fill us with the life of the risen Christ, and bring us to our destiny of life eternal. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net. 